Yo. Hello. Yes, sir. We in here, man. Let's do this thing. Okay. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know it's been a hot minute, a flaming hot minute. No pun intended. But uh, we back coffee and donuts. I got a special co-host slash guest today. He's no stranger to the podcast. My bro ham. I always like to call him my brother, my brother cousin. Mr. Uh, Curtis Metcalf from, I sound like a uh, fat bastard when I said Metcalf like that. But uh, <laughs> Shout out to fat bastard. My, uh, my, my brother Curtis Metcalf from the Fresh of My Fresh podcast. Also, one half of the fresh coffee, fresh donuts whenever we want to post that podcast. What's the- hat, 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 happening? What's good with you, bro? Oh, man. Just, um, Living small with the big screen, man. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you on that, my boy. I feel you on that. So, um, I got some interesting topics today, bro. Okay. I okay. think I think I think they're pretty interesting. You know what I'm saying? One one is one is um kind of groundbreaking. The other one is more of like a let me pick your brain kind of thing, and then just like some little highlights from a little stuff from me surfing around the web a little bit. Right. Right. So, um, let me ask you. Your opinion, because your opinion is very well documented, I think. Okay. You, 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 doc, you document your opinion a lot on your podcast. And I love I love your podcast, you know what I'm saying? Thank you, thank you. I've heard. So if y'all, if y'all heard haven't it. checked out Fresh With My Fresh podcast, this is man's third year anniversary of doing this podcast for y'all. Y'all should appreciate the hard work and dedication. Shout out to um all the co-hosts out there, Dead Stock J. And shout yes, out to my co-host uh, Orange Moon, who ain't here with us today, but she oh, yeah, somewhere running with it like a chicken with a head cut off with the kids. You know what I'm saying? The kids <laughs> home first, so. But let me let me ask you this, bro. Yeah, yeah. This this been kind of like going through my mind for maybe months, maybe even some years. We might we might even talked about this before, but not on this kind of format. I want to talk about the internet being a gift and a curse. Hmm. Which I also refer to the internet a lot as being a weapon or a tool. Like you, any, anything, anything in your possession can be a weapon or a tool. Yep. Yep. I could be holding my cell phone. I could be calling somebody, texting. Da 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 da. It's a tool. You know what I'm saying? It's helping me out. Yeah. But something crazy like if a dog starts chasing me and I ain't got nothing else, I just throw my phone at it, then it becomes a weapon, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> which I don't, that don't never happen, but anyway, yeah. so I, I, look, I look at things like it's a, the gift and the curse, the weapon or a tool, because I think that the internet has elevated our knowledge of, of a lot of things we probably didn't know about. I know I learned a lot of stuff since the internet being out that I probably wouldn't have learned just on, yeah. on, my, daily, on my day-to-day travels. Yeah, but I think the internet has also dumbed us down a lot of ways too. Mm. Like stuff that we would normally be like shocked at, like oh my god, I can't believe that's happening in Pakistan. But we wouldn't have known it was happening in Pakistan for a couple of days because you know they got to go through the worldwide news and all that stuff to make it to us. But with the internet, mm. everything is so instant, boom, boom, boom. Like oh man, they just dropped another bomb, boom, another bomb, another bomb. You know what I'm saying? Are they this person? But, but, but it also be a tool where like somebody can get online and post like my child is missing and then they be like an hour they be like oh we found the kid because everybody's sharing it sharing it find the baby find the kid 
is finding, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but my person, this, this, this personal subject I want to touch on, I think you'll appreciate that because this is something that you would talk about on Fresh of My Fresh, I think. Okay, okay. Do you think that the internet killed regional music? No, no. You don't think so? No, me, me personally, I don't think it killed regional music. And reason, reason me saying that is the internet doesn't legitimize any form of music at all. You know, the internet only amplifies what's put out. Okay, let me let me let me rephrase that question then. Okay, do you think that the internet killed the sound of regional music? Like you could tell, like automatically when the song come on, oh, they from this place or that place. They're oh, that's, coast. they're from the west coast. They're okay. from the midwest. Nah, nah, they're from I down south. That's, that's interesting. That's an interesting viewpoint because, like you said, the internet can be a weapon or a tool. You know. Uh, I remember somebody was saying, so I was reading it somewhere that the internet is just supposed to be used for you to to uh put things. I, I'm, I'm not paraphrasing them all. Right, 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 of course, of course. But um, the internet was used for not trying to find out stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and and it and it's just not music as any form of knowledge that somebody could put in their head. And, and it's easy to get lost in it because stuff is rapid. Mm. Never, never in human history has so much information or whatnot has been put out like on the internet, and it's been at your fingertips like right. that. Uh, not to go to the left, but uh, go to the left, bro. It's all good. <laughs> the original question was like, did did the internet kill original music? I think no. I, my answer is still no because people put out music and yes it could it, true enough all the music that you hear could sound the same yeah it's some stuff out there that's different of course but, but when you're talking about a region and then you know everybody stole the Memphis sound everybody sound like they from ATL or or from some other place Right, that's, some other that's, place what kinda, pushed, that's what I'm kind of saying because, like, even when, like, the east, the east coast was like super duper big, when New York looked, sounded like New York, right? When New York sounded like New York, you still had people in other places that was trying to sound like they was new from New York to fit in. Now, was to me, it's like the the reverse. Now, it's like the South is like the hot sound. Now, everybody trying to gravitate to that sound to kind of try to. Well, not even just the South, but you got Chicago drill, but you got people in New York that's doing like drill, but they call it New York drill. Like back in the day, we never called we never called ourselves Southern hip hop, or so, we didn't, we said they said Southern rap, but we never said oh nah, this Southern hip hop. It was just always hip hop to me. You still there? D. We having some technical difficulties, so we gonna just uh see if he gonna pop back in or not. But um, 
hopefully so. We just continue on rocking out. But um yeah, I just uh, I know the last on the one of the last episodes I said I had I had took a mental break. So I had to continue my mental break because I, I really needed it because it was so much going on. There you go. I hear you, bro. You back? Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I uh, had a phone call. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I was like, dang, I'd have lost him. But, uh, yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I just kept talking until you came back. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Go so, ahead. Say, finish saying what you were saying, though. Yeah. I got to finish my thought. I got to finish my thought. Uh, yeah. Due to the internet and, you know, if your music was regional, you got your music, your record got exposed to somebody else that don't even stay in your town. You know, like you, you know, a Rudy P project or a record, you in New, you in North Carolina, it gets heard in like Nevada and out on the West Coast through like, you know, United Masters and Spotify, Apple Music and all that. You know, somebody right. just randomly picks up your music or my biggest, like my you. biggest, my biggest city is ironically is Lincoln, Nebraska for some reason. See? <laughs> but they ain't calling me for no shows, so I need to do something. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And you want that, you know, it's expo it's exposure to a degree. You know, just like you brought up a real good point. Um until somebody calls you for a show, then you know, until then they can't get a hold of your record other than on the internet. You know, part of part of that. Is the performance aspect of it, and it's thirty three point three percent of being a great rapper. It's like your stage show and everything. You know, right. it comes out. It comes out once you drop your project. People, people gravitate to it. They love it. They play it in their cars, and there's a percentage of those people that will actually come to your show to see you perform. You know, right. buy merch, buy merch, and all that. You know, and, and you know the cycle goes on. So you know. To sum it up, like it all goes, it all goes into that, into the artist, into the artist hustle. You know, right? You got oh, to, you got always, to, it always comes down to that at the end of the day. I believe you got, you got to make, you got to make people feel your movement or feel your vibe, feel your records and all that. You know, mm-hmm. with every, with everything, you got to take an extra step with it. You drop a record, it's got to be something fly to keep people interested. And they eyes on you like that. Yeah, because they, they, they got short-term memory. Right, right. They've been moved on to the next thing. You be They've like, been I'm moved on to the next yourself. thing. And everybody's on trying to be the best next thing, too. Right. Yeah. I, I remember I remember uh, one time me and Earl was sitting down talking to a rep from uh, Sony Records, right? Ah. Uh, and this when, uh this when Nelly was like super-duper huge. Dude right. was like... I gotta find the next Nelly. I gotta find the next Nelly. I said, dog, why are you trying to find the next Nelly instead of trying to find the first somebody else? Mm. He looked at me like, what you mean? I'm like, you just trying to, you just trying to copycat and piggyback off something that's already established. Because at one time, not not to interrupt you, because <laughs> at one time, at one time, Nelly was the next best thing, and he was fresh, and he was uh, he was that new thing in music that people heard that. They had never heard it. Before. It was that new shiny toy. It was that new shiny toy that folks got for Christmas. Mm-hmm. When they played with it for a couple of years, and then on to the next toy. Mm-hmm. 
Whatever the new joint coming out, on to the PS5, the PS4 old. Right, right, right. It's new and I, I, I laugh at stuff like that when people be like, the new Madden coming out, and y'all better not buy it on PS4. I'm like, why not? Man, you got to go out and buy a whole new system. Your system's still working. They still making games for And Madden been giving you the same game for years. Quote, quote, quote the Metcalf, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick little commercial break. Okay. This episode of Coffee and Donuts is brought to you by Forest Tea Company. Y'all go check out New Merch Monday. You know what I'm saying? I dropped the new hoodie today, the astronaut hoodies. And uh, last week I dropped the Stay Hungry Never Thirsty hoodies and t-shirts. So y'all go to forestteacompany.com. Check that out. It's F-O-R-R-E-S-T-T-E-E-C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.com. And while you're there, pick up a... Uh, Fresh of my fresh podcast t-shirt or beats working t-shirt. Support the brothers, man. We just out here trying to do our thing, trying to put our stamp on this, on this, on this fashion game and the music game and the podcasting game. We out here, you know what I'm saying? For new merch Monday. Here. Alright. So, bro, let me yeah. get, let me jump to a, another subject matter real quick. Like, hold on for you do that, man. Okay. You got the um got to plug in the Truth Broker shirt. That's another shirt we collabed on right there, man. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the Truth Broker. Hey, don't forget to grab that Truth Broker. You know what I'm saying? And what we mean by Truth Broker, we're going to give you that real. You know what I'm saying? We ain't going to lie to you. We ain't going to shoot because we're going to give you the absolute truth. And the truth gets you paid. And the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Unless you're in jail. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, get out of, no get out of jail free card on that. No, sir. Bro, have you seen the, uh, or you can see like an advertising anything for Because it kind of flew up under my radar and I kind of, being on the internet, this was a gift mm-hmm. part of the internet. You know, there's a weird Al Yankovic movie. Uh, I found out about that by like looking, somebody shared the, uh, the, uh, tweet on Instagram. Actually, yeah. that's how I got to see it. I thought it was kind of like a fluke or a joke or whatever, but yeah. It's like, uh, I know Jay Scott J says he's seen the film. I seen it too. I watched it the other night. Right. But I fell asleep on so I got to go back and finish it up. I'm like, because some of this, cause I'm like, I want to know if it's like based off a true story or, or this weird Al being weird Al again. Well, according to Dead Star, he did say it's a, it's a mockumentary. So there's that. Okay. Because like the yeah. thing about, all right, all right this, this, it was a mockumentary, right? So it was, yeah. it was a part where, um, he had recorded um the song Eat It. Yeah. And then he was like, somebody called him like, hey, 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 Al, we got a problem. Like, we were like, what's the problem? And he was like, Michael Jackson did a uh, a remake of your song. It's called Beat It. Like, what are you talking about? Beating eggs or something? He was like, nah, something about something. They're trying to make it like weird Al came up with the song Eat It before Perfect. Beat It exists. Yeah. But that's when I was, was kind of like, I kind of got thrown off. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I was like, nah, man, uh-uh, that ain't right. That ain't, that ain't right. <laughs> well, I, I see what you mean by when you said, yeah, it's de- it was definitely a mockumentary, dog. But it, that threw me for a big loop right there. I'm like, nah, that ain't, that ain't, that ain't accurate. Yeah, yeah, that that's. I, I can see how that could get uh, carried to the left because, like, you know, well, somebody, somebody who might not know their history, you know, what I'm saying? right, right. It's folks who don't know who actually Michael Jackson is. And we'll look at this film and think that, yo, Michael Jackson's so weird ass on. Right, he out here biting off weird Al Yankovic. Right, 
But I, I should have known. I should have known it was a, a mockumentary because, like, he had a scene where he was like chilling with his homies, all his roommates, right? Yeah. He like, man, why can't I just make a song and it just like blow up like instantly or whatever? So he had recorded the song, then you turn the radio and it was like automatically on the radio. I was like, wait a minute, dog. <laughs> so I, 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 then when I said, okay, this weird ass just being weird ass. Yeah. But it, it was well put together, though. I'm like, but it was showing him like different relationships like he was like dealing with uh what's old girl i think i think i'm about to say what old girl name is but madonna with that she had the song like a virgin yeah and he did like a surgeon yeah he did and then she was, but it's like it's like she called him up like please please remix my song so i can get some more plays type you know what I'm saying? like he like she was struggling with the sales or something you know what i'm saying oh and weird al and weird al was like the the remix savior or something, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, early in her career, she was that you know, like her very first album, and it was on a big label, and she didn't, she didn't, you know, the projected sales. Yeah. For her, they, 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 you know, they set Madonna up to be the star, and she posted it came off the box like selling, like not, it's not unusual for what they put out artists to be now. What la- what label was Madonna on? Their she first was on. Album. She was on she was on Sire Records, which was uh distributed by Warner Brothers. S I R E? S I R E. Yeah, Sire, okay. Yeah. And it was distributed by Warner Brothers. Yeah, that was distributed by Warner Brothers. Now, sometimes I be wondering do Warner Brothers know what they even doing sometimes, dog. They be um, they didn't drop the ball with a few artists. They had some successful artists, but I guess that's how the, that's how the game go. Everybody gonna be a home run, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it's all on the personnel of the uh, of the artists and repertoire, the A and R, man. Yeah. yeah. As far as now, if you're speaking as far as rap, yeah, they they dropped the ball on a lot of rap groups and artists and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, because sometimes it's like they don't they didn't know, they didn't know how to market them. I think. Not as well. Not as well. Not as well as like, like rock and pop and somebody like that. Yeah. But usually, usually that rock and pop stuff, in my opinion, because I'm I just not based on any kind of facts. But I think most of that stuff kind of sells itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because yeah, but because the outlets, the outlets are more catered to those uh to those music genres. Right. So they can be like, oh, I got a new Madonna record. Let me take it to all the radio stations. They gonna play it because it's, it's us. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They, they didn't build uh-huh. the relationship. If you built the relationship, and plus you 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 built your company up to be a trusted name in that in that area, then that that's that's an open door for you. But then they be like, "Oh, we got this. We got we got this Rudy P and Curtis Metcalf album. We don't know what to do with this." Yeah, and and you could have had two successful songs out by the time we came around to that. Right. Yeah. And they ain't already budget. They ain't already gave you the budget. You didn't already messed that up. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of yeah. You yeah. now you owe them. Yeah. And they be like, you know what? We're gonna just drop. We're gonna just drop Rudy P and Curtis Metcalf. But they don't know they already gave us. They already gave us a platform, so now we got a, a, a fan base. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, like people used to get mad at me all the time. I used to tell people back in the day, I was like, bro, if I was Memphis Bleak, I know it's a random rapper, but I, if, I was, rapper. If, I was, if I was Memphis Bleak and I was on Rockefeller, mm-hmm. after I dropped my first album, I would have asked Jay and Dane to let me out of my contract. They're like, why? I said, dog, his first album sold 500,000 copies. If he, if he could sell... 10, 20, 30 copies. I mean, my, my bad. 10, 20, 30,000 copies independently. He'll make more money than he was making on off their 500,000 sales. He would have covered He would have covered their banks. And you know what I'm saying? If he would have just went independent, if he would have just went independent, I think he would have had a, a better career. 
and people think you're going backwards because mm-hmm. because you do that, but you're actually getting your assets in order and stuff. You couldn't cost and everything. Yeah, you have to do this. You have to. You won't for the album cover. You won't be using the same photographer or right. Design, yeah, you got to kind of get that out yourself a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You 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 have to. You know, you have to do some stuff out of pocket, but. Don't everybody, let, everybody, not a boss though. So you know what I'm saying. So I get it. Exactly. I get it some, now more than more than I did when I was seeing it when I was younger. I and get some it people, you know, you know, that was a good idea to have. You know what I'm saying? Till till you really get into the nitty gritty of pressing your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I, I, you, I was like, it's, it's a rapper. I'm pretty sure you're familiar with him, but he's an mm-hmm. underground like Texas Houston rapper. His name. He's go by. He's blah, 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 blah. I can't. I ain't did this so long. I can't even talk. He used to go by the name Magnificent, but they call him Magno. Oh, he, okay. He used yeah, to be on Twister yeah. House. He used to. Uh, did he used to run with? Uh, he used to uh, run with Mike Jones. Yeah. Him and Mike Jones had a, a, a um an album called First Round Draft Pick. Yep, I remember that. So you know what I'm saying? They he did good on Twister House, but it was like when when Twister House got to the point where it was like all all steam ahead with Mike Jones, they kind of pushed like Magno to the side. Yeah. So what he did is just like, hey, you know what I'm saying, hey, let me go. And then he just started dropping his own stuff like independently or whatever. He was like, and uh, he was saying on, he was saying on the, um, on one of his songs, he said, I'm from the Lone Star, I'm from the Lone Star State where I get $8 a tape. Mm-hmm. So you think about it, if you get, if you get $8, I mean 8000 8, If you get, if, if you, you get do 10,000 copies, Eight dollars, eighty thousand dollars. He done made, you know what I'm saying? Right. And that's just, that's, right. That's, that's, that's one of those. That's, that's some physical copy days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I was watching um the Ghetto Boys Reloaded. Mm-hmm. Scarface was like, man, they they just took the music away from us physically because you can't hold it, you can't touch it, you can't you know what I'm saying? You can't feel it. You know what I'm saying? It's like ain't no more mom and pops. You know what I'm saying? Like, now they give you like less than a penny per play or whatever. So everything. Has has went the it has went that way too. Just Scarface is a trusted man that I that I use as an example for advice. When he was talking about when he was talking about, I remember it was on one song on on this group that he uh mentored uh the product. I'm not finna say that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, and that's another group. That's another group. That's like yeah. you know, you like know. Face Mob. Yeah, that's another group. You know when Scarface co-signed uh. Put his brand name, his stamp on a, a group or something. That's something I, I always went and checked out. Yeah, got to gravitate a few. Like Scarface, but let me see what's going on with this. Yeah, um, yeah. Scarface was time. the one. Scarface was the one I gravitated to when he was talking about they they threw some in the game when they made blank CDs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was something like the consumer really wasn't supposed to get. That was more for like the tech, but you know. Technology, we've always said this, technology brings crab, the crab type of thing into the game because people who have these things, they ain't really supposed to have them. You know, yeah. you know, uh, in contrast to the struggling artists that, that needs it. That need that, you know what I'm that saying? That needs it, that needs it. Yeah. So they found the way, the, the record industry, the record industry found the way to do away with physical stuff like they phased out cassettes mm-hmm. wow they tried to phase out vinyl but vinyl found another way on its own like it got cherished by the people who 
who went out and got violent. Like the, the same mom and pops that we talking about, they had records that they wasn't moving. And then a whole nother generation who was interested in sampling records, they was picking up and reviving these careers. You know, when they went, when they bought these records, they kind of like revived the careers of all these artists that got sampled because the numbers were still changing. Like it might, it might not have been in the places the the numbers might not have moved in the places where they was looking at like with cds and stuff but it moved in other media because all that is media cassette vinyl uh cd even vhs when people was doing like long form yeah long form vhs and dvds when you phase one out you got to replace it with something you know Mm -hmm. so i think what was that thing that happened with napster with the file sharing and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, that was another that was another record industry attack and stuff. Because they was charging CDs were still costing twenty dollars. Yeah. Going into yeah. like the two thousands and stuff. Like when they had the long boxes and stuff, like having a CD and a CD player in your car was a luxury, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I had a tape player. I had a tape player for a long time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got so my first CD player, I was like, oh yes, I'm in the game now. <laughs> no more tape for me. And then it was like that was an extra five dollars that you had to give up because now you're building your personal CD library now. Right. That's right. where everything and that's where everything is at. Um Cats was putting 20 and 25 songs on the album. Mm-hmm. As, as, as far as rap. So the record industry was getting chips, was getting extra chips off of that. They could charge, you know, with every new media or whatever the technology. That's why the whole argument at this time with like Spotify, Apple Music, Title and stuff, you're only getting a fraction of a penny. Yeah. Back after after like a million spins, after a million streams on your album and stuff. That's why people that you know people will shift their project to like Bandcamp now. You know what I'm saying? And they would provide physical copies, whether it be cassette or vinyl. Didn't know that. Yes, yes. Most of the most of the people that I follow on uh online and they got the uh, and they got their thing going on Bandcamp. Shout them out, bro. Oh uh, wow. Where should I start? Uh Backwoods Sweetie. Um Big Low. Oh, definitely Big Low. Shout out Big Low, man. Shout out Big Low. He's showing folks in Pensacola how to really do it. Um, I had so many people ask me about, about them Nah hoodies. I had a Nah hoodie on one day. They were like, one chick was like, let me have that hoodie. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can you where to get one from. You can't get this one. That was excellent right there, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh. You know, I'm quick with it. Excellent. But, um, I was like, I was like no, man. I said, nah, nah. That ain't this ain't this ain't for sale. That's why I made that post. I was like, ladies, don't buy your man a hoodie. You're gonna probably eventually steal anyway. <laughs> you can't yeah, say like, like you, you really bought it for him, but you really bought it for you. You really bought it for you. Matter uh, of fact, go on buy two. But he's gonna still need one, so he's gonna still be cold. <laughs> Let's see, who else was it? It was Vern Hayes. It was um Dag. It was some, I said backwards, sweetie. It was somebody else. Uh, my man. I like, I like that. That's a dope name, Backwoods Sweetie. Backwoods Sweetie, yeah, yeah. Um, I said Burn Hayes. Uh, that was Kill, because they got a project. Him, uh, Burn Hayes and Kill got a project called uh, I Don't Mind. Now, uh, for most of the people, I'm trying to think. Also, Gray, also Gray from uh, In the Loop Radio. Uh, Be Hound. 
Birmingham. Yep. Shout Bur- out, shout matter of fact, I met bro. Shout out Austin. What happened? And shout out, shout out to uh, Renee Soul and Sean yeah, the Drew, boom, the the boom, boom Bap 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 Baby. Baby. Yeah, they got a new project coming out too. I, I like them, man. Boy, you know, I like them as even outside. They just dope people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, dope, yeah, dope yeah. people. Yeah, Renee, yeah. I love her, man. That's my girl right there. I bounce all kind of ideas off her head, dog. She real, she real cool people too, man. Super, super dope, super duper yeah. dope. That whole, that just that whole. Just that whole scenery in Birmingham is dope, you know. Shout out to you for letting me go up there and witness it with you, dog. Oh, dope. for sure, man. Who, who else is up there? Hold up, hold up. We got here. We talking about Birmingham. We got to we got to give us a, a R.I.P. to our homie from Beham that, that I met on that trip. Uh, what's bro name? Uh, he was like the host of the uh, record. Joint. Oh, my man, Amp Jackson. Yeah, Amp, rest in peace, my man, Amp Jackson. Cool, for cool, sure. cool people. Welcome us with open arms, dog. He ain't know me from an alley cat, and just like it was like it was all good instantly. You know what I'm saying? So much love to bro. It was all love. It was all it was all love when we came up to uh Charlemagne's and he and he was hosting the whole thing with uh Renee. Renee was on the wheels. Uh, Swayze was on the wheels. Shout uh, out DJ Radu. Yeah. I DJ uh Love Deluxe. DJ Love Deluxe was there too. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. Shout out. I, look. And I, and I almost got a name wrong. I, I always call her DJ Love Below. But I, that's, why, that's why I kind of pause for y'all. Like, it's Love Deluxe, not Love Below. <laughs> but you see, that that would be a dope name, too. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> especially, especially if you got a, a trunk. That would be like, ooh, DJ Love Below. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Uh, but yeah, shout out to that whole Birmingham scene, man. Dope people, man. Dope, dope, dope people. people. Yeah, I kind of yeah. hate, hate that record shot went out of business, though. Oh man, yeah, that's right. Char- Charlemagne's went out. They went out of business. They they uh they closed up shop later that year, actually. Like like yeah, man, that was like that was like that was like one of their last like events, you know what I mean? That that was an institution. Charlemagne for, for me that was definitely grand opening, grand closing, dog. Grand opening, like, grand closing. <laughs> yeah, uh Charlemagne's was an institution for like over twenty five years up in the city of Birmingham, man. So yeah, I ain't know I, I ain't really go to Birmingham like that. I mean, you call me like, man, what you doing today? I'm like, man, I'm just chilling. Man, me want to ride to Birmingham real quick. I'm like, what? <laughs> you show me the fly, like, oh, oh all right, dope. I, you know, I wasn't gonna say no. I don't, I don't mind. I wasn't doing nothing. Like, Y'all ride to Birmingham real quick. Yeah, but for, for the people that don't know, Mobile to Birmingham is not real quick. It's, it's, no, it's, it ain't nothing. You can get up there. It's definitely a ride. It's an adventure. It's a ride, but you can get up there. You can get up you there. You can get up there. It's about a four and a half, five hour drive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you ain't got nothing to do on a Sunday, you in Mobile, just drive to Birmingham. Yep. Be careful, though, because there ain't nothing sweet in Birmingham but the tea. Oh, man. Oh, man. But um, anyway, so um, let's see. All right, yeah, we talked we... about Weird Al. All right, this was something that happened between me and you the other day, and I think it's monumental. Okay. So, our high school. Maddie Thomas Blunt High School, Pritchett, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Has a retired Hall of Fame Harlem Globetrotter that I did not know about because I don't know why they were not telling us about this in school or something. Uh-huh. It should have been more like publicized. Like, hey, yo, we putting people in the league out here. We putting people in the Harlem Globetrotters. You know what I'm saying? We doing this. And, uh-oh. You remember our name? I, I want to give a shout out. It's, uh... It's Ella Williams. Ella Williams, shout out. Ella. Why that name sounds so familiar though? I think my homeboy had an aunt named Ella Williams. She's definitely somebody's uncle, somebody's mother. Yeah, but totally different Ella Williams though. So like, 
But anyway, shout out to Ella Williams. My homegirl was telling, I was talking to her, my homegirl, her name Ashley. Ashley yeah. was telling me, you should reach out to her and interview on her on your podcast. I was like, I ain't even thinking about nothing, like no sorts of things like that. But I was yeah. like, that'd be dope. Maybe I, maybe I will do that. But shout yeah. out to Ella Williams. She getting a jersey retired at Blunt High School. Her number, her, I think it's her number 12 jersey. Yeah, she got her number uh, 12 jersey retired. What was that? She, uh, she was class of 85, right? Right, class of 85, yes. Yeah, yeah Blunt High School class of 85 alumni. She went to, uh, she went to uh, get uh, University of South Alabama. Ball and she became, and she became their all-time top scorer. Right. Yes. And I talked talk to um this lady that you, you know her because you delivered a jersey to her. You remember uh, Jackie Kennedy? Yes, I do. Okay, so Jackie went to Blunt, but she graduated in '84. Okay. So I hit her up. I said, "You know this lady right here?" She was like, "Yeah." She was probably one of the best female basketball players to ever play at Blunt. She was like a year behind me. I said, uh-huh. yeah. I said, that's crazy. I ain't never heard nothing about it. So I thought that was like super dope. And, and, and the word needed to be spread out more about it. That's monumental, dog. They get, they get the people of Pritchett, Mobile area or something to strive for, man. They got to promote that type of stuff. I, I agree. I agree. And it, 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 it gives you something to reach for. You know what I'm saying? Like, like okay, I'm going to be the next person to go and play, play for the Harlem Globetrotters. You know what I mean? And then she goes on to being, yes. And then she goes on to being like the six, the six woman to be, be picked to play on the Globe Trotters. Right. That's so amazing. That's, that's his story. Yes. That should be up there with the dude who uh, invented the Super Soaker. Right. That's, that's yeah. Mobile Pritchett history, though. That need to be. Shout out to bro um, who invented the Super Soaker. He's from Mobile, Alabama. He's a Williamson High School graduate. Yep. Shout out to the Lions, you know what I mean? They rivals, but they 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 all right. They cool. I, he, I like I like Mayville people. They kind of remind me of Pritchett people. And and he's also he's also a, a professor of science at NASA. Shout out, dog! Like that, that that shows you that. He can, and dog, they got a, I think they got a building that Wiggins some name after him or something. Uh, are they part of name in the building? Something like that, yeah. Well, you know they got they got that big science. Like their big science and electronic robot thing at like Wisdom High School was one of they uh one of their school programs that they got. Robotics and stuff like that. They be competing in like robotics contests and stuff like that. Wisdom put out some some, some talented people though. Yes, they have. Mostly in sports, but I like the fact that this dude invented something that like would stand the test of time. Like right. It's almost like he invented the internet or something at this point. Me. He uh yeah, he he improved on the water gun. Yeah, I remember the water gun, just a little squirt, squirt, little little handgun. You put the port yeah. of water in the same put your little cap in the back and let like, squirt, 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 and you be out of water. He came through with the portable water hose, dog. You wear everything. He transformed it into he's transforming into a a, a a rifle. A water rifle. A water weapon. <laughs> People's uh children's Childhood was never the same after when the Super Soakers got it. I know. Yeah. People doing drive-bys with Super Soakers and everything when you playing water fights and stuff. We have it. They, they, they invented all types of contests and scenarios with it. Right. They had they even had the uh, Super Soaker like water balloon grenade. You could feel the water balloon up. Oh, them going. It was crazy, dog. I remember. I remember that. It was crazy. But speaking of uh, Mobile and Pritchard, I want to give a shout out to Kansas Kansas City Chief wide receiver and blunt alumni Kadarius Tony. He scored Kadarius his first Tony. NFL touchdown yesterday. 
salute to him. Salute to him. Because when he playing, he was all. Uh, he was on the Giants at first. Yeah, yeah. The Giants like, you know what? This ain't working. I get this guy out of here. So you see him to Kansas City. I'm like, oh, y'all hook him up. Mm-hmm. They gonna throw the ball over there. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants gonna run Saquon Barkley. He gonna, he gonna get his touches. So you know what I'm saying? They like, and he like, oh, Patrick Mahomes. He gonna throw me the ball. Yeah. So he's overthrowing it to him. You know, but he, they, I think most of his just, early his early faults was like injuries. Yeah. You fighting, you know, you get to the NFL and like you probably had a lingering injury from college that you just kind of kind of kept under wraps because you want you want nobody to like not draft you or draft you low or whatever. Yeah, but shout out! Oh, that, that's your story too. So Kadarius Tony was Blunt's first ever first round draft pick in the NFL. First round draft pick. We had some draft picks before, but he's actually the highest one we ever had. Yeah, he that by far he used to win the highest. Like yeah, because you know, the, the second highest was Sherman. Sherman was a second round pick. Like early second, late first. Oh, so uh, Damian Craig didn't get picked first round. Boy, no, he didn't get drafted at all. Oh, he went undrafted. He went undrafted. He Car- undrafted. Carolina Panthers had picked him up in free agency. Yeah. And then he went over there and balled out in like NFL Europe. Yeah. But he in the, he actually in the NFL Hall of Fame for uh, most passing yards in the game in NFL Europe, like six hundred and eleven yards or something. Ridiculous like that. Uh huh. So they retired. They retired his NFL Europe jersey. So we got Blunt, Blunt making it, make, making some, some some strides in in sports, man. You know? In sports, in professional sports. And I'm, yes, I'm sir. And you know, just like you, I'm a proud alum now, man. You know, anytime I see anything that got Blunt attached to it and it's good and positive, it gives me yeah, it warms my heart. Yeah, back to that, back to the Ella Williams thing, man. That that shocked me when you said that to me. Uh, that that uh, a few days ago, mm-hmm. and he was asking me that I know something about it. I was like, No, I didn't, you know. And yeah, you're like, you know, I'm gonna mark this day down in history. Right, I got right. some hey. more. I got some more. You didn't know. It's, it's, very, it's, very, it's very rare that I run into <laughs> something that you don't know about. Yo, you be like, I already seen, and I be like, Ugh. <laughs> I be, I be thinking I'm just putting you on. You be like, Now nah, already, I've been new about that. I be like, uh, carry on. <laughs> but, but at the same time, that's, that's, it's not like a, we can't funny, discuss it though. That's a funny, a funny, fun thing about our friendship relationship that you know what I'm saying. That you know about a lot of stuff, but I always be trying to find something that you might not know about. I, I be want you put me on so much stuff. I be like, I, I want to put him on something, but I ain't got nothing on it. Uh huh. You be like, no, I ain't know about that. I'm like. Four five minutes ago, I ain't know either, but I ain't gonna tell him that. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's all good to not to not be the first to know about something. I ain't know all the stuff that I know now, so you know. Right, it's all like you. Li- that's really the definition of you live and you learn. And and to bring it back around to the original subject about it, like okay, we found out we found this out through internet means, right. but. This stuff is in sports records. Yeah. In our area of sports arenas and stuff, man. Yeah. And right. and unless you unless you was like a real deal sports connoisseur and just like a sports, you know, somebody who keeps up with sports and records like that, the general public wouldn't know because yeah. you're not you're not shown and taught to like go look for this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, I keep up I keep up with sports pretty good, but as far as like records and stuff. Unless yeah. they talk about it, I don't be I don't be going out looking for no records and stats and stuff. It's just like how you came across you came across the um you came across the uh finding out about the origin of the Pritchard Mohawks the same way. Bro, let me tell you how 
I, I know I didn't tell you the story, but this is how I found out about it. I was working at a job, right? Yeah. A dude came in here, just got out of jail. But when he got arrested, I guess he had like no clothes or something, or they lost his clothes or something. So he had to go dig through like the lost and found to find some clothes to put on to come to the probation office. Dude came in, he had a, a, a Indianapolis clowns jersey on. Uh-huh. But all it said was clowns on the front. So I just, I just Googled, I'm like, what baseball team is the clowns? And then, then you then I'm like, then I just start going down that wormhole. I saw somebody say, Pritchard Mohawk. Like, Pritchard Mohawk, what's that? Look that up. Oh. But I think that was more like, to be honest with you, I, that's divine intervention, dog. Because I would have never thought to look up who was the clowns. And who knew they'll open up a, wor- a whole world of knowledge and stuff for me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like, just like, this, those, this, that's another thing. Like, if nobody, nobody in my family ever talked about Negro League baseball, like the Pritchard Mohawk, the Trinidadian Blue Devils, and yeah, different, you know what I'm saying, teams and stuff like that. They they knew about. I got older cousins, you know what I'm saying, that knew about that stuff. But when I asked them about it, it's like they were like, "I've been waiting all your life for you to ask me that." Cause they just give me like so much information. I was like, man, I never, never, I never knew. Cause the Pritchard Mohawk was playing they, most of their games at Trinidad Park. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they probably was like. Them and the Blue Devils were probably sharing the park. Or that was some park, yeah. Or that was, yeah. Or maybe that was another park over over in this way, you know. Yeah, because you know what I'm saying? I think they played some of the games at Pilot Park in Pritchard, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was just like how the case, you just said it was, you know. Uh, they did a, a few teams shared parks. Uh-huh. I think in the book, the book that I have is uh, that, that the Mohawk shared park with uh because, like, you know, it was so scarce. You know, everybody was forming teams. Uh, baseball was the big thing mm-hmm. in the Cause city. Because they, they, they were actually seeing people come out of there and make it to the major leagues. So it was, it was inspiration. Yeah. But even though Pritchard Mohawks preceded, like, all of that, because, you know what I'm saying, they had, like, the Jackie Robinson. went like, a Jackie, like, Jackie Robinson came down and played, like, an exhibition game. They, like... Uh, Mr. Norwood, the uh, senior, was like, "I need to start a baseball team." He ain't know think, nothing. He ain't know nothing about baseball like that. But you know, the what I'm idea he saw it. You know what I'm saying? The idea behind the Mohawks came from came from Jesse Norwood senior because, like, he was the one that was like baseball fan and had like this knowledge of baseball, but didn't know how to start a team mm-hmm. and stuff. So he had, you know, guys that was on the stoop. And kind of like showed them the bases, and like we could put together a team, we could do some things. And wanted to, you know, live small with the big dream. He shot for the stars on that one, and he formed the team and found a way to get the Brooklyn Dodgers, right, with Jackie Robinson to come down here and play in the exhibition game. Who they play the Mobile Bay Bears? I mean, the Mobile no, they play, Bears. They played. They played the Mohawks. Okay, they played the Mohawks. Okay, they now, the wow. Bears. Okay, Look, I, I the ain't Mo- read the whole the book. Mo- yet. The Mohawks Mo- preceded the Bears, actually. Okay. Yeah. But, wait, 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 they were the Mobile Bears, right? Or the Mobile Black Bears? They was, they was, they was the Mobile Bears. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always laugh. I always laugh when like it ain't funny, but I always find it like humorous that Negro League team were like name themselves like we the such and such Black Yankees or the Black this and the Black that. But I'm like, yeah, you know, kind of had to. Separate, you know what I'm saying? That was that was that separation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So 
the black all stars and and right. Uh, oh, the, the black all stars. They said the black all stars held their own and plenty of exhibition games against the white all stars, dog. Yeah, and, yeah. Actually, mopping like, them a few times. And it's it's a similar way to how like uh, the Negro leagues came up against. I mean, first of all, they was playing against. You know, they was playing against much more than other teams. They was playing against racism too, because most of these players that was playing on these on these uh on the black teams, they was pretty much good enough to play in the majors. Right. Yeah, like they, was, that, they were just keeping them out. Yeah. And that's until like Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and stuff. Because a lot of a lot of people say Jackie Robinson was like far from being the best Negro League player. But he was the most ready as far as like dealing with racist white people, and, you know. Yeah. What I'm saying? Like he was in the military and had to deal with that. He, right. You know what I'm saying? He went to UCLA. You know what I'm saying? So he he was educated. He just wasn't a, a wild Negro out there that could play baseball good. That's that's that that's what it was. He was good enough, image wise. He was good enough to to get plucked out of the uh, Negro leagues and into the major leagues and stuff. You know. And, but, and, and shout out to another uh, Mobile legend Shout out to my I, I don't know why I say my boy Like I knew him or something but mm-hmm. I, I love his story Shout out to the boy Satchel Page man. Of course Of course We got you know We got We got champs Once again We got champs here Satchel Page is one of them uh, Cleon Jones Hank Cleon Aaron Jones. Uh, Hank Aaron Cleon Jones was on the That 1969 New York Mets team That won the Won the Fun fact bro the Miracle Mets. Fun fact. Cleon Jones is my cousin Junior uncle, bro. See there. That's June that's June uncle. I think Cleon Jones. One of them one of them famous Mobile Hall of Famers is Junior Uncle. This is that's that's uh, Cleon Jones. Cleon Jones, Willie McCovery. Um Which baseball Hall of Fame got the street named after him in Whistler? Uh, that Cleon Jones. It's probably uh, what is it? I mean, where is the street? It's like, man, I don't, I don't know Whistler like that. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. It's one of them little side streets. Yeah, somebody got a street named after them. Yeah. Um, let's see, Tommy Ag. Tommy, Tommy Ag. Oh, it's, oh, Tommy Ag Junior Uncle. I'm gonna find out. Let you know later. One of them. One of them is Junior. It's uncle. one of them. One of them Junior Uncle. Yeah. His dad. His dad brother. Okay. So no. But I know for sure. I know for sure the Tommy Ag loop is right there, like uh, in front of the old food stamp office. Food stamp office. Yeah, they, they used to have to sign up there and everything. I mean, AG Loop. Where the old food stamp office at? Um, done by Bishop State. No, no, not the Pritchett. The Pritchett, uh, the old Pritchett food stamp office, right there where the grills in front of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that been Tommy AG Loop for a minute over there by the old project. Yeah, yeah. He must, he must grew up in that area. Probably. I know that's Pritchett, so. Somebody no, made an effort. Look, fun fact. Another, fun, I love fun fact. But fun fact, did you know that Robert Brazil, NFL Hall of Famer Robert Brazil, actually went to Blunt in ninth grade before he transferred and went to Vaga after segregation? Um, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, he, his his ninth grade year, he was at Blunt, and then when they did the little busting and everything, all them kids from Whistler got busted for Vaga, and that's how he ended up going to Vaga and going to Jackson State and going to the NFL and all that good stuff. Right. So shout out, to, shout out to Robert Brazil, aka Doctor Doom. 
that sounded like a lot of a lot of early athletes career but and they they probably didn't finish the whole year and they transferred went to Barger mm-hmm Yep, during desegregation, uh, desegregation was an interesting time, you know. Like that, that was that was a uh, that was a weapon and a tool too. Yes, I like that. Thing. I like this thing, weapon and tools. Yeah, because it's like that, I think I might name the episode that weapon and tools. But um, but think about it. Imagine what blunt football team would have been like if all them players wouldn't have transferred in them days and went to fire. Because you know, blunt was kind of struggling back in them days. You know what I'm saying? Of, of course, like and Viger was yeah. an all white school, and the first time they actually played Viger, man, Blunt blew the doors off Viger. I'm talking about beat the brakes off them, them dudes, man. Right, right on. We need some more blacks on this team. <laughs> right on, right on. That was whole. That was a whole shift in in Pritchard when when segregation. So did on because because the uh, population changed. It's, it's more people went and moved out west when you know you know you see the yeah, old black white, white, white. Pitch, yeah, every, every, every city had white flight at one point or another. Yeah. Where the white people like, you know what? We about, we about to get up out of here. Pritchard was like a predominantly white city, dog. And the, the population was booming, too. You almost had, like, at, at one time during the 60s, you had, like, almost 4,000 people staying in the city. Now, Pritchard had, used to have a zoo, bro. Yeah. I, I remember people, I remember stories people used to tell about the zoo. Yeah, like like one of my my mom's first cousins, she was telling me like, yeah, when I was growing up, you know, Pritchard had a zoo. He said, but black people couldn't go to it. But you could stand outside, you could hear like all the animals and stuff. I'm like, where was it at? They was like over there, like behind where the post. I'm like, Snug Harbor used to be a zoo. <laughs> but I don't think it was exactly Snug Harbor. I think it was that like you know that like behind City Hall, like, that big open field like in between before you get to Snug Harbor. All that you empty know what. Space. Snug Harbor might have been the area, but they still might have just had the zoo back there. You know, you know. Yeah, but of course, you know what I'm saying. Snug Harbor probably was like all white then. You know what I'm saying? So, right, right. I could, I can imagine that though. Cause like, like, you know, like most of the people in Pritchard stayed on like, well, most of the black people in Pritchard stayed on like one side of Pritchard. Yeah. What it was yeah. called like something bullhead or something like that. I don't. Bullhead. Bullhead. Yeah, the yeah, bullhead. You know, bullhead. Side of you know, Bullshead is like more towards Bullshead is like in my area itself. It's divided by forty five. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. side of Pritchard. So everything, everything that's right there, the the shell, the north side chicken chain, that church's chicken, on back, the opposite way of forty five. That's Bullshead. Yeah, because your, your 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 Trinity Garden area was called something else too. Well, you know, Trinity Garden Pritchard claimed Trinity Gardens before. Mobile did its rezoning and annexing and stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I saw you made a post. You made a post about that. Yeah, when somebody, yeah, the uh, the two ladies arguing and the cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. mean, yeah, that means somebody said like, uh, Trinity Gardens of Mobile, and the cat says, "No, nah, it's in Pritchard." And then I said, I stayed. I used to be in conversations where I had to straighten out people that before uh, it was a certain time. I know because. My folks moved here. My folks used to stay in, in Tomanville. Yeah. Like, Greg, rest in peace. Um, for a little while, they went to Booker T. Washington. Yeah. If we had stayed in the area, we would have went to LaFleur. So, yeah. But at a certain point, we moved to Trinidad Gardens. Trinidad Gardens had just got built like 1960. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Trinidad Gardens 
been sitting there a little while and it was under it was under pretty jurisdiction. Yeah, Srinagar had their own high school, dog. Sure did. Sure did. This and this is this solves that whole thing in the history of why uh so many people went to Blunt. You know, Blunt was like uh what was it? It was an elementary school first. Yeah, it was called uh Engine Street School. Engine Street School, yes, yes, yes. Uh Trinity Gardens had their own high school, but when segregation happened, that's when students had to uh, you know, they rezoned the area and then, you know, Trinity Gardens ended up being ES Chestane. Mm-hmm. And Mobile, was a, Mobile County Training School used to be a high school. Mobile County Training School was the first predominantly black high school in the city of Mobile. Yeah. yeah. That in Central High School. That in Central. But like I was about to ask a dumb question, but then I had after we were sitting here talking, I, I figured out like that. I said, "Where all the kids in Happy Hill went to school at? They went to straight to Mobile. They County. went. They went to uh, Mobile County. I was yeah. like, I was, I was like, dang, did they go to Central? Like, nah, they went to County. I forgot about County for a brief little six. But uh, look, another fun fact. Did you know that? Another, how, you know how Blunt got their um, how they got their colors for the school? The purple. The purple. They got it from uh, did they get it from Mobile County? It's a it's a mix between the burgundy of Central. And, and the blue of Mobile County. Mobile County. Yeah, I remember somebody telling me that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, that's dope. That's dope, right? There. <laughs> but look, though, bro, we almost got an hour now. We, 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 we show a lot. We, we, this is about my, my longest episode in history, dog. But I, <laughs> I appreciate you for coming through, man. You know what I'm saying? Put no doubt, spread some knowledge on 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 the on the podcast, man. Get a yeah. picture of social media handle how they can follow you, bro. Oh, for sure. Uh, find me on Twitter. Curtis underscore Metcalf one uh, on Instagram, Ronan underscore Tai Chi. Also, follow Fresh on My Fresh podcast on Anchor, Absolutely. Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can find a podcast and on Instagram. It has an Instagram page. It's uh, fresh.u.my.fresh.podcast. Yep, follow that. I follow it. Shout out and shout out to, uh, to the House of Aces too. House of Eight Stacks, man. Y'all go get y'all a House of Eight Stacks hoodie, bro. Yeah, he got dope hood in and just, it's all around dope people. Uh, Shout out to uh Brandon Starworth. Uh, Happy birthday, Starworth. Birthday. Yeah, yeah. We out the hood have, now. We have a, we have, <laughs> we out the hood now. Uh, we have a, something big for the children uh, coming up uh, the week of, ho- uh, the, not the week of Halloween, but the week of Thanksgiving that's going to be hosted by uh Huggy Bear, the poet, and it's gonna be something where the kids write, write a uh, write a poem about the uh, about violence, how how we can solve violence in the city, and it's gonna be a cash prize for it. But most of all, it's it, it's for the children and anyone's expression. You know, it's really for the children. But everybody is is, is invited to come to the House of Eight Stacks for that event. It's, I can't wait. Gonna... I can't wait to come. I just want to see the House of Eight Stacks because I I seen all the like prequels to it yeah so now i want to see the main feature you feel yeah for sure for sure for sure you gotta make it down there i just wanted to put it out there like oh no doubt we gotta plug all our people stuff man you know what i'm saying oh one more thing uh go ahead bro yeah send me a friend request on uh facebook if y'all do facebook is uh curtis metcalf and uh i can invite you to the uh the event the uh how's the a-stack event yeah, the House of Eight says stop the violence event, you know, so you can, you know, you can at least get in there with us 
it's gonna be at it's gonna be at hosted at the house of H Stats. It's gonna be, you know, a little intimate. It's that. gonna be dope. That's what it's gonna be. Yes. Because we yes, only do dope things. That's right. But we finna get up out of here, man. Coffee and donut. Shout out again to Orange Moon. Shout out to uh Dead Stock Jay Fresh and my fresh co-host. No doubt. Shout out to my brother, my bro ham, Curtis McCaff. Right there. AKA Ronnie Tucci. Ronnie Tucci. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and man, this is another episode of Coffee and Donuts, man. We out, man. Peace. All right, peace.